Welcome back to another episode of the All Things Reality Podcast, where we talk all things competitive reality TV, including Big Brother, Survivor, The Challenge, and more. My name's Champagne, and I'm joined with my co-host, Laith, and today we're going to be recapping and discussing Episode 5 of The Challenge, Double Agents. In this week's episode, we saw two women leave the challenge, one due to medical reasons and one due to elimination, while we saw a former challenge champ return to the game. Champagne, get us started. How did this episode open up? So we start this episode with, let let alone another fight, we have Josh and Fessy going at it because Josh clearly expressed how much he wanted to go down into that elimination and he wanted to get his gold skull. And Fessy is saying, oh no, I thought I was doing you a favor. And Tori chimes in too. She goes, I thought I was doing you a favor. And then you see Corey. Corey's upset too. He just lost his best friend Nelson and he considered Fessy a really great friend and you can't trust him after that, you know? He thought Fessy was being very selfish, only cared about himself. I feel like the only person who had a right to be upset maybe was Nelson's best friend who was just blindsided, you know? Um... I don't know why Josh was upset. I feel like Josh is, we say this every single episode, like he's so dramatic for no reason. Um, why did he care so much? I didn't understand. Um, Tori, I kind of get Tori was dragged into it and Tori, her move kind of backfired on her. She thought she was making the easy move, the one that wouldn't really upset everyone. However, it kind of, it kind of backfired in her face and she was trying to do some damage control, it seemed like. And then you have Corey coming in who he just lost his best friend, Nelson, uh, because of Fessy's kind of stupid move. I mean, you know, you got to do what you got to do to get that gold skull. However... I could see why he'd be upset. Fessy, he's done this in Big Brother before. We talked about it in the last episode how he just blindsides his own alliance for really no reason. He could have taken out threats that were going to be after him, but instead he chose to go after his own friends that saw each other as family in real life. So I could see why Corey came at him during that fight. Like I said, like why didn't Fessy just go down against Joseph? Like he had the opportunity to get his gold skull and he put in Kyle. Like, this could have been resolved weeks ago. Fessy could have already had his gold skull, but no, he decides to go against his best friend. So I see why that can be portrayed as, like, backstabbing, um, but I also see it where, you know, you have to get that gold skull to get to the elimination. So I, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like the logic from Fessy kind of just isn't there in the sense that he could have taken that move ahead of time um and he didn't he did he missed that chance um but enough talking about that we've talked we made a whole basically a whole episode on that last week so let's move on to what basically came from tori's move was that tori is upsetting up upsetting the the newbies she's upsetting the rookies calling them weak calling them layups and it's upsetting them and that really led to her demise this week um where big t she rallied the troops even before she became the double agent she was rallying the troops and she was saying we need to get out tori and anisa she wanted to put them into an elimination together that was her plan from the very beginning in that episode yeah big t saw this coming and Honestly, I love that for her. You know, the whole not being scared. I mean, she really put in a big move there. And we saw her in that bit talking to CT saying, I want Tori to go against Anissa. They're best friends. They're dangerous in this game. And you can't have two people who are that close still in this game because that's not going to further your game. And so, yeah, it's Big T rallied the whole... um 
she rallied the whole rookie alliance. She got Amber M, Liv, basically everyone who is really against Tori at this point. I'm not sure if it was more, I think it was more towards Tori than Anissa. But yeah, I think them both just really rubbed the rookies the wrong way. I think it was the fact that they were a duo that it worked against Anissa and that's why she was eventually voted in later in the episode. Um, But yeah, Tori, we saw that from the past few episodes and honestly her last season too. She always talks about how she's trying to go after people and it makes sense. I mean, if I was playing that game, I would want to find people who I think I can beat, but she was just too loud about it. I feel like that's what really led to all of these people saying, I'm sick of this, especially someone like Amber M. Amber M has really been the target of all these people underestimating her um, all the way up through this episode. So, I mean, it it makes a lot of sense. We kind of saw it coming. I I said that last week. I I said last week on this podcast, I think Tori's going to go home in the next episode, and I was correct. So... I mean, it was pretty predictable. Um, I'm also a genius, not really, not to brag or flex. However, I did make that prediction. I forgot about that. I think I said that I think Tori's going to go far too. So I forgot (laughs) you literally made that prediction. Honestly, what the heck? (laughs) But no, I, yeah, I agree. And I see where Tori is coming from because if I were to go into elimination, I want the best chance of me coming out and winning that elimination so I see where she's coming from but then I see where the rookies are saying you know that's just the easy move you're just trying to get an easy gold skull work for it yeah so moving on unfortunately the worst part about this episode for me I was shocked I texted you as soon as this happened Natalie was removed from the game from pregnancy she got pregnant right before she came out to the show and she said that she was 10 weeks pregnant she didn't say it on the show i read this after that at that point she was 10 weeks pregnant and so she was competing all of those challenges with a baby growing inside of her and unfortunately prior or following the show she did miscarry um so i feel so bad for natalie my condolences out to her and her boyfriend um but it was really disappointing as a viewer because I was rooting for her. She's been my winner pick from the beginning. I said, I want to see her go all the way. And we thought she would. Everyone thought that she would. So it was really disappointing to see her go out like that. Um, but then on the bright side, kind of like a consolation prize, we got Millionaire Mitchell. We got Ashley coming back. And as much as I really, as much as I love Ashley, she's no Natalie. However, she brings some drama. She had more screen time than half the people that have been in the whole show in the first 10 minutes that she was back on screen. So I was really excited to see her back. It came as such a blindside. Like, nobody saw this coming. There was no video footage of this happening. And I have, maybe this, maybe Natalie was supposed to keep this a secret, but it came as a blindside, not only to us, but to everyone there. No, it looked like nobody knew about this. And the fact that she was 10 weeks pregnant, oh my God, (laughs) she is such a beast. I would have never even thought of this happening, but wow. And also my condolences. That is absolutely horrible. I can't imagine what she's going through. I I feel so bad. And I think everyone was rooting for her. There were so many people watched this season specifically for Natalie. So many Survivor fans came in for Natalie and literally Laith is guilty of this. <laughs> yeah, I only started watching this show I had only heard about it because she was on the show. So I'm a little bit disappointed, but I'm already, I'm full into it. I'm going to keep watching it. But I mean, as all of our listeners know, 
this is a, a Natalie Anderson fan podcast. We, both of our, both of our hosts, we love her so much. So it was extremely disappointing to see her go home um, because every single episode of this podcast, even the one that wasn't about the challenge, we talked about how much we love Natalie Anderson. So to see her go home, it's really disappointing, but I hope we see her again in the future. And I think we will um, because she re- really rebounded from what I saw. I follow her on Instagram. She was lifting in the gym she's hitting the gym harder than ever um right after she rebounded from the tragedy that she went through and we got millionaire mitchell back like she is she stirs the pot she brings the drama so i'm excited i know she only really said she had what one team that was an ally and that was ct and big t so i don't know if she will be targeted right off the bat and with natalie being the only one with a gold skull and now there's nobody with a gold skull i'm thinking these next weeks might be only girl eliminations like technically next week's supposed to be a guys but we're already two gold skulls behind for girls it might be back-to-back girl episodes so i think that's a big possibility for ashley to be targeted that's kind of a way to just be like hey you're a big threat and you just got back in the game let's throw you in again yeah, but I think the the good thing about the the skull twist is that this might be an opportunity for her. People might be targeting her, but she could take the opportunity to get that gold skull and make it to the final. Because we we've seen from from her past seasons, she's won the game twice. Um, although she has been a first boot twice now, um, she has won the game twice. So someone that has that track record, um, she might do well in her eliminations, even if she gets targeted. That's the that's the 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 bright side of this. Um, but yeah, moving in to our daily challenge for the double agents, um, we saw, um, Jay and Teresa win that first heat. We saw Jay is someone else who's really underestimated. You know, um, I think this was the episode of the underdogs taking out the big dogs. Um, Jay is someone who in his last season, he was, um, seen as, uh, as weak. He was seen as someone who can't hang. Um, but he proved them wrong in last season and he's proving everyone wrong this season because he was able to hold on to Teresa way longer than everyone else in his heat. And he actually lost to the eventual winners by only five seconds. So it was a very, very close match, but it was really interesting to see. We also saw Devin throw the challenge um, because he wanted to see Tori gone, which was something interesting to see. But then moving on, we saw Big T and CT take home that win. Um, once again, I am a huge Big T and CT fan. That whole mean facing was hilarious. It's so cute. I love her so much I love him so much they're such a good duo and I think I can see them going very far together yeah I I I don't know this daily challenge was so interesting because I had such a big fear of you know heights we saw Teresa kind of break down and just a lot of trust and you can see there Devin and Tori no trust and yeah he threw the challenge but um you know this was a challenge of upper body strength arm strength and endurance so we got to see a lot of what people can do and it was so interesting in that first heat I think Jay was you know smaller stature probably one of the smaller guys on the season you know he beat everybody in that heat and like you said eventually lost by five seconds and then in the second heat we see Leroy drop Anissa right away could not hold on and then Fessy who is arguably the biggest guy on the challenge drop his partner Casey right away and I thought Fessy for sure was gonna go far so it was kind of interesting seeing that maybe these bigger guys aren't as big as they seem but yeah and then we see Devin 
throw the challenge. And you know what? I kind of, I see his strategy behind it and I kind of admire it. Like he purposely picked Tori, not wanting to work with her, but to basically throw off her game. And Tori and Cam were arguably with Anissa running that game. So he purposely picked Tori to mess with her game, which I think is kind of messed up, but very strategic. Kind of reminds me of like a Wes, like a young mm-hmm. Wes that's just trying to manipulate and behind the scenes kind of run the show. Yeah, and I think it was actually really smart of him. He said, I think it was two episodes ago when he won his gold skull, he said in his confessional, I'm doing this solely to mess up her game. And he accomplished it. I mean, because he threw this challenge, we saw later in the episode that she went into an elimination. So he knew what he was doing. He, I, I mean, I honestly, I underestimated Devin. I didn't really like him at first. I was like, he's going to get, I thought he was going to lose to Wes in the third episode. Um, but he's still here. He's making those big moves. He's contributing to the big moves. And I, it's, I, I appreciate that as a fan. And then we see Big T doing her big strategic move, talking to all the rookies, saying, hey, we got to put in... Tori and Anissa because the house vote that's a majority vote and you got to rally the majority to vote your way and then when deliberation comes you know names are being thrown around we got let's put in the rookie Amber M or let's put in the two big targets Anissa and Tori and Lolo's name was being thrown around too which I thought was really interesting we saw a bit of CT trying to talk to Lolo and kind of get on her good side. But even Lolo was kind of thinking, hey, one of these times, maybe I should go. Yeah, I'm a little bit surprised Lolo hasn't pushed for herself to go in more because she's an Olympic athlete. And by the way that they're editing her and portraying her on the show, I know I said this last week as well, it's scaring me that she might get eliminated from like not having a skull when it gets to that point or like a purge or something like that. So she's someone who is the most legit athlete there. And... If I was, if I had her capabilities and her ability against the people that she's there with, she's against a bunch of reality TV stars. She's the only one who's a legit athlete. So I feel like the best move for her, hopefully in the next episode, would be to just put herself into an elimination um, or just to try and get herself into an elimination to try and get that school. Absolutely. And then when we got into looking at the secret vote, we see yet again burn votes, which I thought was really interesting. Just people throwing out burn votes you know the majority was either going amber m or the majority was going anisa but then some people were just throwing burn votes which i doesn't help either party which is super interesting for me to think about yeah it's interesting because this is the second week in a row that we've been seeing burn votes obviously we've seen that early on but i feel like from some of these people it might be that it's just they're not thinking as strategically as others because we've seen in shows like survivor where you have to get big numbers to vote people out sometimes people aren't on the same page and when you're not with the numbers then you might just not know what to do and you might not vote for tori maybe someone really likes tori but tori's not cluing them in on her strategy so they don't want to vote for her or anisa or whoever was voted in um so i feel like those people would might just not be thinking as strategically as others that are voting in voting blocks together yeah i see your point totally And then when Big T and CT go down and look at the secret votes, we see the majority, maybe 15, 16 people, all voted for Anissa, which I thought was also super interesting that and impressive that Big T could, you know, this layup, this rookie, well, technically she's a vet, but everyone views 
Big T as a rookie, and she was able to mastermind everyone going against the big vets. You know, we don't see a lot of people really stand up to the vets, you know, or they're playing a scared game, but Big T's not, and I think she really, you know, won a lot of people's hearts with that. You know, she's really out there playing. I've said from the very beginning that I love Big T. So to see her making all these moves, because usually when I watch these kind of shows, the people that I'm cheering for, that I like their personality, might not be the best strategically, like Devon. Love her. I love her. She's one of my favorite Big Brother players ever, but we've seen her that she's not the most strategic person. I, and I'm happy that Big T did not fall down that path. She is playing this game and she's playing it hard. So she was able to rally those numbers and she was able to pull off the move that she wanted to pull off. But yeah, just totally impressive by her end. And, you know, CT kind of let her take the reins, <laughs> which I thought was really cute. I, I just love them as a pairing. I'm 100% rooting for those two. Their relationship and that dynamic is just so great to watch. Um, and we saw that it's really paying off here because CT's experience and his ability to work with people as well, I think also contributed to um, to this big move and their ability to pull it off. However, he said himself that Big T is the one who is taking the politicking um, to the next level for their duo. So it was really interesting to see. And then when the elimination hits, we see Anissa being the house vote. And I don't think it came as much of a surprise to the audience, but um, Tori was put down. And I could imagine how devastating that would be going against your biggest ally. And not only an ally, but a great friend. They are have such a strong bond outside of the challenge. They literally host a challenge podcast. So we know that these two are super close. And going against them and them going against each other in elimination... I could see would be very distraught. I mean, we saw Nelson and Fessy go down, and then we saw Devin and Wes, all great pairs, all great friendships go against each other. Yeah, and it was kind of great to see as a viewer because I feel like you always want to cheer for the underdog, but a lot of the times, you don't, the underdog doesn't always win, and most of the time, actually, they don't. Um, we saw in Big Brother 22, you know, the big alliance kind of just steamrolled the entire house, but that's not happening this season on the challenge. The the underdogs, the small people, we saw Big T, we saw Amber M, we saw these people that were underestimated by people like Tori, who was calling them layups, who was calling them weaker. Um, she got her comeuppance, I guess is the word. She was put up against her best friend in the house. And I, as much as I love listening, I love listening to that podcast, actually. I love listening to, to Anissa and Tori talk, but I was, I couldn't help but clap and cheer at my TV when Big T is able to pull off this big move because as much as I love Anissa and Tori, I love Big T 10 times more. <laughs> I love that. And going down an elimination, honestly, when I first thought of it, I thought for sure Tori was going to win. I don't know why. I know Anissa is super strong, but I just think Anissa with like endurance, maybe that's just not her strong point. But, and Tori, I know is a beast in eliminations, at least I thought. And we see Karma just come right in the butt. And you know, it's a really interesting elimination. I've never seen one like this, but basically they take this huge giant um, rope and they carry these pounds of balls and we see karma because you know she's talking this big game she wants to go against a rookie she wants to get this easy gold skull but she could barely finish the elimination i mean it took her a while to get 
the bucket to collapse and all the balls to fall. I mean, it took her a long time. And for that, Anissa was able to get an extremely large lead that she was almost done by the time Tori had finally gotten the balls down. Yeah, and we saw that it honestly kind of came down to the wire towards the end where had Anissa not had that big lead, Tori probably would have beaten her. So it was kind of it was kind of hard to watch as someone who likes Tori, but also it was kind of like satisfying to watch to see someone who went the entire season talking about how these people are layups, these people are easy to beat. And then to see her get kind of demolished by Anissa and how it was it was sad. She couldn't even put on the ropes. Her feet were dragging in the sand or the mud or whatever it was, and she could not get it done. While Anissa was there within the first, what, 10 seconds of the challenge, she <laughs> yanks it down and starts grabbing those balls, and she's chucking them at those panels. Yeah, and I was rooting for Tori at first because I was a Tori fan, but I just think she needs to humble herself. I mean, we can't be good at everything. You know, we all got to have some weaknesses. And I mean, this just might have been her kryptonite. I mean, but, you know, she actually did have a really strong comeback. I mean, I think she knew it was coming down to the wire and she just started chucking those balls. And I think she, by the end of it, had, what, nine or ten by the time Anissa had her 13th. Yeah. So she actually did make, like, a quick comeback, but it just that time it just you couldn't get that back Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, her anisa's lead was just too far ahead of her for her to even catch up had anisa only had like a a five or six ball lead she probably could have she probably could have caught up but i think anisa had around 10 or 11 by the time tori was able to to yank it down so it was it was pretty it was pretty embarrassing not embarrassing but like ironic i would say pretty ironic how the girl who went around saying how easy some people would be to beat was so easily beaten by her good friend. I completely agree. And then once we found out Anissa won, I was immediately thinking in my head, what is she going to do? Is she going to switch? Is she going to stay with Leroy? And I thought a smart move would be to stay with Leroy. Leroy's done no drama. And honestly, we haven't even seen that much screen time of Leroy, which is very upsetting. But I'm like, Leroy's done no harm. He's with Cam. You know, he's with the vets. You know, I don't, I think you should just stay with Leroy. Don't go back to Fessy. I thought she should not have. And she did just that. Exactly. She went right back to Fessy. She went right back to him, made the, once again, I think a pretty dumb move. I don't know. Because why would you go back to enemy number one? We, the episode opened up with like four people yelling at him, talking about how much they hate him and how much they basically want to get him out essentially. So I don't get why Anissa would do that when she was in a really good spot prior to this elimination. I agree. And even Fessy during the daily challenge could barely hold on to his partner, Casey. What I kind of viewed it as is kind of like a bad breakup. Like Fessy betrayed her last episode and then it was kind of Anissa going right back to him. And I'm like, no, it's like a bad breakup. Don't go back to the partner that screwed you over and clearly didn't want you. We saw in his confessional, he did not want to be paired up with Anissa. And it was, it was kind of hard to see for Anissa. Like, my heart kind of goes out to her. Yeah, I felt bad for Anissa because I, I like her. As much as I was excited to see her go up against Tori, I was happy to see her win. And I, I was hoping she would make the right decision. Um, But, like, Anissa, she's, what, this is her 14th, 15th season? I want to see her win. I, I love her so much. She's such a, she's such a great woman, it seems like. But 
it's hard to see her go back to a partner who explicitly said he does not want her. And it's just so hard because as we've seen with Tori going home, a positive partnership is one of the most important things you can have as we see with Devin and Tori versus Big T and CT, right? In this week's episode, we saw a powerful duo with really good team dynamics step on a team with horrible team dynamics and kick out the other one because one of the people on the team wanted her to go home. What's to stop Fessy from saying, I'm sick of carrying this dead weight of Anissa. I love Anissa. I'm not saying she's dead weight, but he might think that. And try and do the same thing that, that Devin just did to Tori. I literally love everything you just said. That was like a perfect explanation. Um, Yeah, you brought up really good points. Like there's a huge difference between a good partnership, CT and Big T. I mean, Big T was fear, like she feared that, um, daily challenge but that good communication and that trust really built them up whereas Devin wanted nothing to do with Tori actually Devin wanted Tori out of the game and so now both of them have their gold skull and I think that's gonna put an even bigger target on the already huge target Fessy has nobody can trust him nobody really wants to work with him And she just went back. And I think in the beginning, they did work really well together, Fessy and Anissa. You know, they won the first two challenges. Good for them. But I just, I don't think it was a very smart move. And it might bite her later on. I have no idea what to tell of what's going to come. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a really good way to close uh, that segment. Um, So finishing it out, we got new partnerships. We got Fessy and Anissa, Casey and Leroy, and Devin is now Rogue. So what are your thoughts, Champagne, moving forward? How do you see the season finishing out? What are your short-term predictions and what are your long-term predictions for the rest of the challenge, Double Agents? So my short-term, like I said previous, I think these next two episodes of the challenge are I'm thinking are going to be back-to-back girl days. I could be totally wrong, but there's one skull for the girls and three skulls for the guys, which is very unpredictable to see where this is coming from. And, you know, there's big, there's big players in the game that need to get their gold skull. I mean, Lolo needs to get her gold skull. Cam, where has Cam been? You know, she wants to get her gold skull. Leroy wants to get her gold skull. And then we got all these hungry rookies that want to go in too. And then CT, he's got to get his gold skull. And three out of the five gold skulls for the guys are already taken. That means only four more guys can go into elimination and two of them are coming back with skulls, which is honestly crazy to think about knowing that all these big vets are still in this game with no gold skull. So I don't know. It's really it's really hard to tell, but I think elimination-wise, I think Lolo can probably outbeat anyone I think Cam could definitely get her gold skull and um I don't really know I want to see how the rookies would do I want to see how Amber M would do I want to see how Big T would compete I want to see how Liv would compete so I'm or sorry not Liv I want to see how Gabby competes and we haven't seen much of Leo or Mitchie either so I don't know. I'm just really looking forward to see how everyone can compete and where this game is going to go. But let me know, what are you, what do you think, short-term and long-term? Um, I don't know. I mean, my, my short-term prediction, let me just point out one more time, was correct last time. So <laughs> I got to think hardcore about this to see if I can get another perfect track record. Um, 
I don't know. I could see someone like maybe Amber going home next week. I could see someone maybe like Amber, maybe Ashley. Maybe they'll throw Ashley back in. I, I hope not because I, I like her. She's interesting to me. We haven't seen much of Lolo. That makes me nervous. We... We haven't seen much of Amber B. So I think if, if any of, I think if I, I'm scared if Amber B goes into an elimination next week, she's for sure going home. That's my prediction. Um, long term, I can see someone like Cam doing well. I don't know if Cam will win, but I think I could see Cam making it to the final and doing pretty well. Um, I've said this from the very beginning. I'm sticking with my duo pick of CT and Big T. If it's a duo final, I could see them doing well. They have a really good team dynamic. Unfortunately, my solo winner pick is now out of the game due to reasons other than challenge consequences. So I'm thinking big tier CT. I'm thinking I'm loving them. I think honestly, maybe we'll see big T get a win. Maybe we'll see CT get another win. So that's what I'm thinking long term. And I don't know how this game is going to play out for the finale because technically you can only run the final if you have a gold skull. And we're looking at these pairs Kyle has his gold skull, but Cam doesn't. You know, now the pairing Anissa and Fessy both have their gold skulls, but we look at Devin. Devin has his gold skull, but now he's rogue. So I feel like it's going to be a singles. I think the finale is probably going to be played in singles rather than pairs because the likelihood that both pairs would both have gold skulls, I don't know. How do you think the finale is going to... What is your prediction on what the finale is going to look like? I agree with you in the sense that we don't really know. It's kind of unpredictable. This season, the rules are always changing on the challenge. I don't know. I feel like I agree with you. I think potentially it might be a solo... um, It might be a solo final run because you're right. There's... There aren't too many duos. There's only one duo that they both have skulls. So... um, I think it probably will be solo at one point, um, but we don't know. We'll see how it plays out going forward. Yeah, I'm just, and I think you brought up something super interesting too, that there, after five episodes, there are people that have gotten very little screen time. We're talking, I've barely seen anything of Amber B. Darrell, I've seen nothing, barely anything of Darrell. And Cam and Leroy were pretty big in the beginning, but I haven't heard, seen much of uh, Leroy. And we're just now seeing Amber M, but there's a lot of people who haven't gotten screen time, like Nam. Where has Nam been? And I think that might just foreshadows kind of who stays in the game and who doesn't. I don't Mm -hmm. know. I think it's really interesting to see how this screen time plays into effect. Yeah, we can't put too much weight on that because, you know, some people might just be boring. You know, Nam, English is not his first language. Um... (laughs) Lolo isn't really a reality star. She came from the Olympics. So, I mean, that could be a factor as well, but it still makes me nervous because I feel like um, in previous seasons, like in the Challenge War of the Worlds, you saw Turbo, who didn't speak much English. He still got, I feel like, a good amount of screen time throughout the season, but also he was involved in some drama throughout throughout the season as well. So I think it's also a reality show. So you have to remember the producers want to put on the screen what, what is interesting as a viewer to watch. And one more thing I want to point out is Corey's, I feel like Corey's mental game right now. I mean, he literally lost his best friend. He's upset with his other best friend, Fessy, right now. He lost his partner, Natalie. Just This has just been a bad week for him. And I wonder, I mean, I feel like he's going to bounce back from this. But mental game plays such a strong role in this. Because if you're not in it mentally and you have such, you know, last season we saw 
Jenna was fighting with her boyfriend, Zach, and her mental game was so low and it affected her game physically, mentally, everything. So I don't know. I don't. Yeah, Corey makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. Corey makes me pretty nervous. I, I forgot his name earlier in the episode we were recording <laughs> this. So it's kind of difficult to say because you don't really know what's going to happen. I, I'm a little bit nervous for him because the mental game is almost just as important as the physical game in shows like this. So that makes me a little bit nervous as well. Um, all right, so that wraps up our Challenge Episode 5 recap. Let us know what you thought about this episode and what your predictions are. So, Champagne, we got a couple more episodes to keep an eye out for. We have a Survivor-themed episode coming out early next week, and of course, another Challenge Episode recap towards the end of next week. Yes, we have a lot of content coming your way, guys, so make sure you subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. If you're liking what we made so far, leave us a review on Apple Podcast with your feedback. We love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, and so you guys can find me on TikTok at lolath, that is L-O-L-A-I-T-H, and Champagne at All Things Reality. Um, if you have any requests or comments, you can shoot us an email at allthingsrealitypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for tuning in. We will see you next week with some Survivor and more challenge content. Bye.